Stem Cells at Lunch Digested is brought to you by the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. For this episode of Stem Cells at Lunch Digested, I would like to welcome the Bishop of Swindon, Dr Lee Rayfield. He started his career in medicine and was a lecturer in immunology at the United Medical and Dental Schools of Guy St Thomas's Hospitals before studying for the ministry. What's an interesting career path? Can I ask what you inspired your initial medical career and what led to the change in your direction? Well, when I was um, at Southampton University uh, reading for a degree in biology, I, I ended up specialising in um, uh, genetic cell biology and immunology. And it was the last lecture of the first year of that course on immunology, or the last series of lectures, which really I thought, do you know what? This is an amazing subject, and it's a, such a complex one. And I, I said, I'd really like to go and I'd like to go and do research in that. And I, I got inspired. Brilliant. And um, so, in terms of your change to studying for the ministry, what led? What moment did you decide to to go and do that? Well, I can tell you the exact date. It was um, the first of September, 1987. It was really, literally a bolt from the blue. It was uh, I could describe it in more detail, but I, I, I had a deep encounter with God where it was I want you to go somewhere new, and it was terrifying, and it was exhilarating all at the same time, and it did change everything. Um, it, you might have said it was uh, it. I was having a kind of very early midlife crisis. <laughs> um, and I can see some of the strands that were around that might have prepared me to hear that. But it was it was that kind of encounter. I was a very highly trained, reasonably successful immunologist. Things were going in the right direction. Mm. Why would I? And I was very committed as a Christian, very committed. I've been a Christian leader since I was about 16. And uh, why would I ever want to be ordained? So it wasn't what I planned. <laughs> and if you had said to me before that, actually, Lee, you're going to become a vicar and then a bishop in the Church of England. If you'd said that to me, say, five years before, I would have said, have you been taking drugs? <laughs> well, it's really interesting that you had no idea that that was the path that you were going to go down. Uh, none at, such none a, at all. a drastic change. But no, very interesting to hear. So how involved are you in, in medical research today? Well, you know, I'm not. A, you can't be, can't do the job I've got and be a hands-on no. <laughs> researcher. Keep it's hard to keep up with the literature, even if you are a hands-on researcher. Mm -hmm. But I've been really, I, I think I've been truly blessed by being asked to uh, put my name forward, and you know, it's a competitive interview for um, governmental uh, bodies which are involved in the sciences. So, first of all, the Gene Therapy Advisory Committee and then latterly the Human Fertilization and Embryology Authority. And what that did, although there were some gaps in my knowledge, you know, I, I, I wasn't trying to keep up with science when I was doing a curacy, which is the trainee vicar part. And I wasn't, certainly wasn't trying to do that when I was a vicar either. But what happened was, being in these bodies, I had enough science to be, when I was put in with top-class scientists who could really express themselves well, and that's the thing, isn't it? You, you yeah. get experts who you feel um, a bit like Disraeli and Gladstone. When people met Gladstone, they came out thinking, wow, that, that man's really clever. Whereas when people came out of seeing Disraeli, they said, 
I'm really clever, aren't I? <laughs> and I think I was with those sort of people who helped me understand. And so I've been encountering frontier level uh, research in in these governmental bodies, and that's kept me kept my steam age immunology sort of brushed brushed off and, yeah, and dusted. Yeah, exercised. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. I and I enjoy being trying to help society uh, recognize the blessings of science and also, you know, hang on, are we are we going a bit too fast for our is wis is this wise? Is it the right timing? And applying the insights of you know generations of Christian Judeo-Christian thinking and uh, ethics. So, um, how do you engage with young people and include scientific? Do you include scientific elements in your teachings? Yeah, I do. I, re I remember the church that I, uh, my wife and I, when we first married, we lived in the centre of London, and I was doing my PhD at St Mary's Hospital Medical School then. And when, when I finished my PhD and I was doing a postdoc, we moved outside the edge of London, out to Rickmansworth, Chorley Wood. And we were trying to find a church. We went to a church in Chorley Wood, Christchurch, Chorley Wood. Mm -hmm. And that first Sunday we went there, the person who was giving the sermon, it was an all-age talk, and she drew a little outline of uh, a person. And then she put a little dot, pea-sized dot. This was on an overhead projector in those days. Mm -hmm. And she said, I wonder how many people know what this is. And I whispered to my wife, I think it's the pituitary gland. <laughs> and it was. And there we had, she was a, a teacher, biologist. I felt this is a church which brings together the scientific world. This is something that enables me to feel really at home. And I think we need people who are able to to kind of demystify science, who can refer to scientific insights, because it is the great, you know, it's, it's actually the blessing of God, science. It's an amazing thing when it's, when it's handled wisely, like anything. Absolutely. Um, and so I think trying to make contributions, young people, yeah, there's lots of myths out there. You know, how can you believe the Bible and evolution? Well, hang on. You're reading the Bible wrong, <laughs> first of all. I'm sure some people who hear this will not like what I've just said, but there are different ways of reading the Bible. And yeah. if you read a poem in a way that it's not meant to be as, as history, that's not going to help. Um, and I, I, one of the things I say in the, the great evolution debate, there shouldn't be so, such a debate over evolution. And there isn't in the UK. Mm -hmm. It's usually happening in other places. That the the um, father of the church, we tend to call them, one of the early theologians in the fourth century, said, reading the first part of Genesis, said, what person of sense would kind of read that account as being literal? Because how can you have... Um, you've, got the, uh, you've, you've, you've got the sun and the moon, sun being created on day four sort of thing. Yeah. It, they said, we don't need to read it that way. You know, there's a whole, there's a, that's a big area, and I'm, I would like us to stop getting tussling over that one. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to us today. It's been really interesting, and, yeah, see you soon. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you.